Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. It's another wet and windy Monday morning in the Northeast. Your work is probably already piling up. Your boss is on your case. You've had your third cup of coffee already. But don't worry, I have the perfect antidote to make your Monday go a lot quicker. Sinead Brazel here with the feel good vibes on your 11 to 1. Here's Whitney Houston for you. Oh, I hope that's blown off the cobwebs this Monday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. You are listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. You can get in touch with me. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086-1800-658. I just heard that, I'm a bit late to this news actually, that there's a movie about that amazing icon, Whitney Houston. It is uh, ready to be released to the world on December 23rd and the name of it is the name of that song, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Looks really, really good. It is pretty much charting her kind of rise from obscurity to fame and Naomi Eki uh, she, I don't know if people might have come and in, 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 uh, seen some of her work before, but she was, um, she's a fantastic actress. She played Bonnie in the British series End of the Effing World. She picked up an award for that as well. And uh, she was in Star Wars as well. So she is taking on the absolute role of her life playing the icon Whitney Houston and uh, really it's kind of this yeah chart to her uh, rise to to fame and her chance encounter with Clive Davis who ended up uh, basically managing her career and they were long-term collaborators all of that and Stanley Tucci he is playing uh, the role of Clive Davis do you want a little taster of the trailer of course you do here it is it's called I Want to Dance with Somebody Guest in the audience tonight, legendary record executive, Mr. Clive Davis. My voice is gone. What? You start the show tonight. No talking back. I'm your mother. There's a boy I know. He's the one I dream of. What's your name again? Whitney Elizabeth Houston. 
My dream, sing what I want to sing, be how I want to be. I say a prayer with every heartbeat. Reach as big an audience as I can. A common criticism of you, your music isn't black enough. Look, I don't know how to sing black and I don't know how to sing white either. I know how to sing. Oh, it looks so good. It looks so good. We'll be singing in the cinema. We really will. December 23rd, I want to dance with somebody. Now, getting back to the present, and we'll be dancing later on because I'm going to be joined by Kyol. They are a new band who are injecting new life into folk. You might have caught them on the Late Late a while ago. They were created by Nathan Carter and Liam McKenna, and they have been described as, this is a great description, Ed Sheeran, Meets the Pogues, meets Mumford and Sons. I love it. And speaking of Mumford and Sons, let's have the cave. Yeah, the cave, Mumford and Sons on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now from caves to jungles. It's back. It's back in our lives. Were you watching it last night? So much drama. Already. (laughs) I mean, it never disappoints. And it's only day one or night one of I'm a Celebrity. Going to be chatting about this very, very shortly. I also have music from The weekend and Divine Comedy on the way for you. That's after these. 11 to 1. Jaden Drogheda is celebrating a birthday today. Big happy 25th birthday today. That's coming in from mom, dad, brother Chris and sister Lacey. Going to play The weekend just for you. There's the weekend, Blinding Lights and LMFM's 11 to 1. I have to do a little special shout out because over the weekend I did make a visit to Stevenstown Pond. Yeah, I liked going there because it's number one, it's not too far away from where I live. Number two, it's gorgeous. Number three, it has a playground. Key things if you have a six-year-old. But uh, they have gotten in touch with me on 086-1800-658 saying, thanking me for the visit yesterday. Uh, She says, uh, it's from Cora and Annette. They are in the coffee dock there. They're in the coffee dock at Stevenstown Pond. Uh, they, They were very helpful because we were way off probably going to poison the poor ducks with bread. You're not allowed to give ducks bread, okay? This is like news to me. So they very kindly supplied us with oats from the coffee dock. Thank you so much. And yes, the ducks were mad for the oats. So thank you very much for that. And we had great great fun. It was cold, brisk. It was brisk and kind of cold yesterday. But um, we did. We had a lovely time there and I do like to visit. So thank you so much uh, for the nice message that you've sent me. Now it is, it is back in our lives. Oh, And it was back with a bang last night on Virgin Media. I am talking about I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. That'd be me 10 seconds into this if it was (laughs) because the very first thing was like my worst nightmare. Oh, don't like heights. Big, big fear of heights. And they introduced a new version of the infamous plank that they just, oh, it's horrendous. So, Essentially, the celebrities had to walk to the edge of, well, they call it a plank. It's a building. It's the edge of a building. 334 feet in the air. And then they have to step out onto this ledge and they're essentially leaning forward. So it looks like they're hanging off the building, essentially. And I know they have a safety rope and all the rest of it, but my God, the terror, the terror. Uh, So Jill Scott and Charlene White, fair play to them. They stepped up 
to take on the plank. This is how they got on. You're nearly there. Oh, just keep breathing. You do, you're doing so good. Oh. It's going to be over in about 10 seconds. Okay? Come on, once in a lifetime, yeah? Yeah. Make that memory. And that's time well done to win your two stars, two meals for camp tonight. All you have to do when you're ready is let go of the rope. Absolute legends. Oh my God, the tension. The tension there as they wait to do this. Oh my goodness me. They've got stronger. They're made of stronger stuff than me. That is for sure. Oh my heart, even just watching the clip back. I think these two, Jill Scott, what a motivator she is. I mean, that is a person that you want at the other end of a blank ledge. Spurring you on. Absolute legend. Uh, they had the Critter Cruise as well uh, for this. Look, at I, I, the Critter part of it, I wouldn't mind, you know, like searching through with your hands. But you know when they dump all the bugs and everything on you? Good luck. I'd be out the door. Anyway, I'm a Celeb. Continues tonight on Virgin Media 1. Everybody knows that I do Except you Ah, the sweetest song about unrequited love, Divine Comedy, Everybody Knows. Now, everyone's going to know about these guys before long. Uh, They're called Kyol. They are the talented quartet injecting new life into folk music. I'm going to try and chat to all four of them. (laughs) It's going to be tricky. On the phone just after these. 11 to 1. They are the talented quartet injecting new life into folk music. Kyol, a new band formed by Nathan Carter and Liam McKenna. They're taking the country and soon the world by storm as they release their unique sound. They're described as Ed Sheeran meets the Pogues meets Mumford and Sons. Which I love that description. And the guys are multi-instrumentalists from all over the country, hoping to put a modern twist on music by the greats like the Dubliners and the Chieftains for a new generation. They released their debut EP. Those were the days over the weekend. They hope to come back to draw it to the TLT next year. I'm delighted to be joined by Matthew Cramsey. He's from Kyol. He's on the line. How are you getting on, Matthew? I'm glad to be here. You thank you very I, much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Great to have you. Now, you've, you've, the other guys, you had a very hectic schedule over the weekend because you were in Glasgow, performed a great show last night. So you've put the others to bed, have you? We did, no, I'll tell you what. Did we, um, we played last night and then we got in. We had an early flight this morning uh, and we're on uh, the six o'clock show now. This afternoon, so the lads wanted to go home and get charred. So they don't live too far from Dublin, so they wanted to go home and get charred and stuff. So I'm just uh, around Dublin here waiting for them to come back in, and then we'll head up there. And that's what that's our plan for the rest of the day. But weekend's been crazy. Yeah, it's been all go. It really has. Not even just this weekend, but since you guys you started off. I mean, when you hear that you know people like singer Nathan Carter and and of course Lee McKenna have formed a new group, uh, that certainly grabs people's attention. Tell us how did Kill come about? Because you guys didn't know each other really before this. We had never met. Um, basically, over lockdown, we had uh, we'd all kind of been doing our own things with social media and stuff. Um, I think Daryl was kind of discovered through Instagram and stuff. Um, uh, James has been on the, the music scene, the music industry for a long time, so Nathan was aware who James was. And then um, I actually was just playing a gig in a bar in Oma, and Nathan was there on a 
on a stag do, <clears throat> and it was the time of the pandemic, so they couldn't get up and dance or do anything. So basically, Nathan was forced just to sit there and listen to me sing for a few hours, and then at the end, he came up and he um, basically explained what he was hoping to do with Kewl and wanted to know if I was interested. So went down to Dublin, um, met the boys on like a Monday or a Wednesday night, I can't remember which it was now, and that was just over a year ago, and here we are now, we're, um, we're all over the place now at the moment, so it's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely amazing. And you know, your your love of of traditional Irish music must come from your family. Your dad is a well known singer songwriter. Did you just yeah. grow up steeped in this? Genuinely, you know, people say you were born into it. I was one hundred percent born into it. Um, growing up, it was all I knew. Obviously, dad was um, dad was a full time musician, so I was you know a soft young age of like of heading away to play and being away for weekends and stuff and then um, growing up I just kind of knew that's what I wanted to get into and do and I know the lads all have a very rich background in music as well I know Cahill and James would be um, really into like the traditional music and stuff and their upbringing would have been based around that and Daryl has would have been more like myself kind of like the pop scene and stuff so between the four of us we have a nice um, nice blend of not only like the pop stuff but like really trying to keep things traditional as we can as well as well as trying to move it into like just trying to make it more accessible and make it um, sound more similar to like the, the pop stuff that's out at the moment so that's kind of the yeah. line we're trying to walk at the moment yeah, because I, I, I love that because you're kind of, like I said in the introduction there, you really are breathing new life into, into folk music and kind of making it more accessible for people of, of my generation and younger. You know, people like, I mean, we like, don't get me wrong, the Chieftains and, and everything, they, the Dubliners have their place and people know them and people, you know, can, can really revere them. But I think, you know, to kind of inject this new life, you're making it, you're opening that up, I really, I really do think. And I love, I love the description. Ed Sheeran meets the Pogues, meets Mumford and so <laughs> yeah, well, we basically just were like, right, who do we all like and listen to? And they're like, right, we'll just put that as like what we're aiming for. If you have a, if you have a broad basket like that, then at least she might fall into something, you know. But in terms of like, in terms of trying to push stuff on, like we really, we really just want to try and pay as much respect to the stuff that's come before us. Like mm. we all grew up listening to that stuff. You know yourself, like think of every family party or any wedding yeah. you've ever been at. That stuff, is, you know, it's it's part of your culture and like. It's an absolute honour for us now to be able to, you know, come and like try and bring something weird things into it as well, which we're hoping to do in the line, you know what I mean? And, but at the same time, like when we play live, it's just four lads and four instruments. Well, Cahill changes between um, a bazooki and an accordion, so technically five. But like we just, it's just a great pause, you know, to be able to go out and play all these songs. And the, the reaction from the crowd as well is something that we didn't think would be as large so fast it's like the, the folk scene in Ireland at the moment is just flying Oh it really ah. is and, and it's it's had a massive revival and it's down to the likes of yourselves and and you mentioned there multi-instrumentalists I mean as somebody myself who had to really work and I mean really work at playing t- the piano I, I'm always in awe of people who can turn their hand t- to many instruments so you know w- were you kind of was it things that you just picked up and, and played from ear or were you like me hammering away at scales over and over <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I could still if anybody asks any, I could still be doing the work on the scales today. I'd say that. But um, no, I think myself. I know growing up, I went to guitar lessons when I was uh, like twelve, or just at the end of primary school. Yeah, whatever age you are there, and then um, I got into secondary school and I started kind of getting kind of good at the guitar. And then just since then, I like I started playing in pubs and stuff professionally. Well, professionally in British commas. 
at like 15 and like I'm wow. 27 this year that's 12 years you know and I know the lads are the same they're like James has been playing flaws and all that kind of as, as well as Cahill they've been doing that their whole life you know Daryl I think was a similar age to myself when he started playing um, guitar and piano so we've all between the four of us we have Abroad, it's it's a lot of gear to carry on. I'll tell you, whatever you carrying stuff and you do playing, but you know, we're delighted to be able to fit so. Yeah, and, and that's the, the the beauty of this as well, you know, bringing all the different instruments and elements onto onto the stage. I, now, I adored uh, the performance of Bee's Wing that you, um, I know you released as a single, but you performed it on The Late Late. That was originally by Richard Thompson, but your version is so, so different. Like you've changed the to- uh, tempo. It's far more raising and upbeat. Is it that you take songs that you love like that and go, OK, what can we, what magic, kill magic can we spin on this? That one, honest to God, the truth of that one was there was a day we were sitting and um, we had like a uh, a place booked basically to record content. We were just doing like, you know, live takes of everything. And um, we were sitting and we were just playing Beeswing. We were just messing about. And at that last line that it wouldn't want her any other way, I did like a thing where I started singing way up. And then James like instantly just matched it on the fiddle. And then we kind of all kind of sat there and were like, did that just happen? And then we, we were like, we should try and build off this. So we kind of, if you listen to the tracks, you'll hear like it kind of rises up at the end of the first chorus and then yes. it kind of kicks in a, an, an upbeat track. So that kind of first chorus idea literally just came off the cuff one day when we were recording videos. And then we went to the studio and Joe, um, Joe Egan, the guy we've been working with for ages now, Joe just was like, here, lad, this could be a really good upbeat tune. And that's what we built around it. And it's, you know, it's, it's flying at the moment. Like every, we've been very, very lucky and we're very, very grateful with everything we've released. You know, people have just really taken on to it. We really, really appreciate it because, as you say, like when you're putting your own spin on this mm. stuff, you don't know how people are going to react. And we've been very, very fortunate that people have taken well to it. Yeah, because like you say, you're respectful of it. And that's the key thing with regards to this. Yeah. Now, the, the songs, uh, the, the EP was released uh, there at the weekend. Uh, the debut EP, Those Were The Days. It's out in the world. <laughs> how does it feel to have it out in the world? It's strange because we've um, we've been working on it like for I'd say between eight and nine months. So you know you've been and that eight and nine months you're getting mixes back and bounces back and you're sitting there. You work on each track individually and now suddenly it as like a body of work or as an art a piece of art is out in the world and it's such a strange thing. You're like you're almost like I don't know well I don't know what it's like but you're almost like a parent. You're sitting there like oh, I hope this does well and hope. People like this, and it's your little baby. Yeah, they're so proud of it. You're like <laughs> yeah. this, and it's funny. Like when you listen back to it now, you just remember. Well, for us, the, the the main thing about Kyol is not only Kyol, but Kyol August crack because we yes. love having the crack. So, like every song has like a funny thing that happened in the studio or like that day. So whenever I listen to stuff now, I just be like, oh, that was the day the cars wouldn't start, or that was the day someone opened the door into Daryl's car at the shop or you know like weird stuff like that there so <laughs> it's kind of taken on a whole new lease of life for us as well that way Well, uh, long may really that last long may all those like great crack and kill and stories and everything last I am getting a request and this is very strange uh, I never had uh, a listener as far away as uh, County Wexford messaging there into the go. local station uh, but this guy is uh, Barry Cunna is his name he oh. says can you get killed to give me a shout out from County Wexford my name is Barry Cunna Barry, how are we, man? Barry was we were in the uh, the character in the Costa, and Barry was over with us. Barry's great fella. Barry, how are you, sir? Ah, Hope very you know. good. So you know, you know who Barry is. Ah, that's fantastic. Well, uh, you you are coming back hopefully this neck of the woods next year to the TLT. I did see that on the website. Is that that's for next March? 
Yeah, that's everything on everything's online. So hopefully we'll be back. We were there. Um, one of our first gigs actually we did was the TLT. Um, one of our very first ones together. So it'll be lovely to get back there now and um, have a, a year's playing under our belt and get back and put on a show. So that's the goal. Fantastic. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I think you're going to be hugely, hugely successful. Uh, thank you so, so much for joining me. I'm going to play uh, this track. Actually, you can you can introduce it, Matthew. This is Heave Away. Why don't you, you introduce it there for me? Yeah, so this is um, a sea shanty called Heave Away that we had the pleasure of uh, recording with Nathan Carter. So we hope you enjoy it. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you so much. Here it is. Heave Away by Kyo. Oh, I defy you not to tap your foot along to that. Absolutely brilliant. Kyo, those are the days. That's their EP. It's out now. And you can find out more information on their social media and also kyoleband.com. That is the website that you'll get all the details of their gigs and everything else. Now we're going to take a quick break and then we're going back in time. 11 to 1. Thinking about what... LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 7 Going back in time to 2020 on this day, former Vice President Joe Biden declared the winner of the US presidential race four days after the US election, defeating, of course, President at the time, Donald Trump. And today is Hug a Bear Day. Now, not the ones in the forest, essentially a cuddly bear. Uh, and the history of stuffed animals goes back a long way. In fact, there's archaeological evidence suggests that the tradition of having something soft to play with and hug goes as far back as ancient Egypt. There you go. But they started hitting the scene in the 1830s. The most iconic of all, the teddy bear, which came about in 1902. And the classic story goes that the American president at the time, Theodore Teddy Roosevelt, was hunting, refused to shoot a baby bear and the, his hunting companions basically thought he was a bit soft so gave him the name teddy bear. And since that day, the teddy bear has been a child to a toy in all kids' lives. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Getting back to your music now, here's the script on LMFM's 11 to 1. There's the script break even. News at 12 is on the way. And after that, I've the perfect escapism for you. Author Caroline Grace Cassidy is back with a festive novel. Plus, TikTok has given us a viral hack that we'll all be using in the run up to the Christmas party night. 11 to 1. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. You can get in touch 86 658 That was One Direction and Night Changes. Now, after a night out, you might be prepared to go to great lengths to cure a hangover. <laughs> Let me tell you, great lengths are required for this TikTok hack. Now, what if I told you that you could cure the nausea and headache that comes after a night of indulgence in just 30 seconds. I kid you not. A woman on TikTok has shared this hack. She says she can cure a hangover in just 30 seconds. Now, most of us will kind of return, you know, go to like the LucasAid and the headache tablets and maybe some fast food. But no, what you need is very simple. You'll find it around your house. A bowl, some ice cubes, and some really, really cold water. She says dunking your head into the water 
will cure you of a hangover. Now, this is probably the last thing that you want to do. Of course it is. You want to just curl up and die. But according to the experts as well, it works. So this hack uh, was shared by a Dr. Chris Jackson. He's a doctor of pharmacy from Texas. So he's got, you know, the credentials. And then, of course, it blew up from there. And this uh, TikToker, Ashley, has revived the hack. So you can see her dunking her head into this bowl of water. Now, she says that she feels amazing afterwards. She says, felt awake and alert. And she says, it looks as well like the pores on my face have disappeared. And she said, good golly, my nausea is gone. So, look, in the run up to the Christmas, you know, it's going to be all that party nights and nights out with friends you haven't seen and pub crawls and all of that. Plus, we're getting a bit older. Do you know what I mean? Well, I am anyway. I can't be at it. I can't be at the too much of it. But apparently, all you need, ice cold water. <laughs> Dunk your head in it and away you go. Don't tell me I don't give you tips on this show. There you go. It's a viral TikTok hack. Now let's see what else is happening in the world of showbiz. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Louise. Black Panther Wakanda Forever hit cinema screens on Friday. It follows the Wakandan kingdom who are mourning the loss of their leader T'Challa. Star Lupita Nyong'o says the film goes deeper than the first. I don't think it's starting over. I think it's um, allowing character to evolve just as much as we allow ourselves to evolve. Uh, And uh, Ryan gave us an opportunity to really grow as characters. He wrote characters that were in a different stage in their life and that's what you're feeling. But hopefully there's a through line because, uh, yeah, like who we are doesn't need to be who we always are. You know, we get to redefine ourselves as we move along. And hopefully that through line tells an interesting story. Nick Carter has paid tribute to his brother Aaron, who died over the weekend, saying his heart is broken. The former Backstreet Boys member said on Twitter, although they had a complicated relationship, his love for him has never faded. He added, although people are looking for someone to blame, addiction and mental illness are the real villains here. Dolly Parton teases her upcoming rock album expected to be released next year. She was chatting to E.T. last night at the 37th Annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony in Los Angeles. Dolly dishes on what it's like to receive the honour. It feels great. Actually, I was uh, honoured and I'm proud to be here tonight. At first, I wasn't sure I belonged in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they said I did, so I'm going to accept it gracefully and uh, hopefully make something out of it. I'm not even going to record a rock album. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, don't you just love Dolly Parton getting that much-deserved, I think, award uh, from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now back to the music. It's George Ezra throwing a party on LMFM's 11 to 1. George Ezra, green, green grass. Now, there's nothing better on a wet, dreary, horrific looking Monday than escapism through the pages of a book. And I have just the one for you. It's called It's a Wonderful Life for Lexi Byrne, 41 and a quarter. And it was written by the multi-talented author, Caroline Grace Casty. We're going to have a chat with her after these. 11 to 1. 
Oh, we could all do with some escapism today and I have just the book. It's been described as the perfect Christmas read, fabulous for cosy winter evening reading. It's called It's a Wonderful Life for Lexi Byrne, 41 and a quarter, dealing with real life at Christmas, long distance love, the importance of female friendships, struggles of modern motherhood and the challenges of starting over. It's the ninth novel and first sequel written by my multi-talented next guest. This woman not only writes books, but she's a successful screenwriter and film director, creator, director of uh, document films, podcast host, regular contributor to various magazines and TV shows. And I'm delighted to have her on the line. Author Caroline Grace Cassidy is with us. How are you getting on? Kind of exhausted after that. I'm exhausted (laughs) and I forgot busy mom. I mean, seriously, (laughs) girl, how many hats do you have? (laughs) Oh, listen, listen, they're they're wearing thin all the hats. No, it's great to talk to you this morning. Thanks for having me in this uh, Rather dark, um, <laughs> dreary old day, huh? Oh, it's a horrible day, but a great day to be chatting about this book. Now, before I do, the last time we chatted was at the Boyne Valley International Film right. Festival. Yeah. And uh, it's great to, uh, news for you guys, because uh, not only is the, the novel released uh, to the world, but you have a script that has been picked up by a pretty big production company. Hallelujah! I know, it's so yeah, so uh, yeah, very exciting. So it was. Um, it's actually a book I co-wrote with a friend called Bride Squad. Uh, the story behind this is we wrote it as a screenplay. It got picked up as they do, and nothing happened. So you know, this the journey of screenwriting is one step forward, three step back. You know, so we decided. You know what we'll do? We will turn it into a novel because they, the sort of production companies love to have a novel to work with okay. you know because it already has a, so we, put, we turned it as a no, we turned it into a novel put it out uh, called Bride Squad and then we rewrote it as the screenplay and yeah so we're working with Vico Films who would have done The Young Offenders and um, and myriad pictures in LA so yeah it's it's almost at the top of that mountain you're just 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 you know, you're just standing behind it saying over you go over you go yes but, yes but it's, it's looking um, it's looking good thank god that's fantastic because you know there's I, I can imagine there's nothing more soul destroying than doing all this work and then pitching to all these people because you've pitched to so many different uh, production companies and then sort of just silence but you've persevered with Bride Squad well you see I was we're actually eight years on this film oh, and wow. that's not unusual. That's you know, a labour like of love. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, well, it's kind of, you know, you look at lots of films like The Favourite, there were 15 years on that. So it, it just, it's just a really slow, arduous process to get all the, all the pieces together. Do you know what I mean? You have the, it just, it takes a lot to pull it all together. So, you know, I think we're in the right place at the right time and with comedy and I think a lot of people are really, you know, really want comedy. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's a tough road, but you just, like anything, you don't give up. Absolutely, you don't, you don't. So we watch this space on Bride Squad. So in between all of this, you know, you write novels and this is your ninth novel <laughs> and it's a sequel. Now, I imagine writing a sequel can be really daunting because, you know, the first book has done so, so phenomenally well. And yeah. uh, in this case, Lexi, people know who she is and know kind of what she's about. So I'd imagine it's like, how can I top what I've just yeah. written? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly like that. It was the first time that I really got, I mean, you always get fantastic messages and readers, but people really wanted to know, like, if the romance worked out. And I, I think, personally, it's because so many romances now are, are set up on Tinder or mm-hmm. so people aren't exactly in the same country. So we were years ago, you met someone in the local bar. So you know he was from down the road or she was from down the road. And, you know, but I think now this kind of long distance romance, so I think that's what kind of really piqued the interest. But yeah, you're right. So, and I agreed to do it. I thought, okay, well, you know, all the characters are there and the storylines are formed. But I suppose what I, what I had to do was be true to the character because I think everybody wanted Lexi to live happily ever yes. after. Yes. But 
that ain't the real world. No, and, like, and that's not necessarily to... her. No, no, no. No, and you know, that wouldn't have been her. Alexi's a really independent woman. You know, the, the whole reason behind her kind of being in the world was the narrative that women over 40 are desperate to meet a man and get married really, really bugged me. Mm. It bugged me so much, you know. So I was trying to write for, for, for this woman who's perfectly happy, thank you very much. Yes. She doesn't need anything else in her life. She's got a goddamn great life. But, you know, she does go out one night and gets hit by a door. You know, so it's kind of, you know, this meet cute and, and meets this fantastic guy. But he lives in the Cotswolds and he's a, an ex-wife who's very much still present in his life and, and a child. And I think when, when you sort of meet somebody first and baggage is the wrong word, but I suppose you have, you know, a, a past. Well, he has a past. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. has a past. So I think it's, it's OK in the, in the throes of, you know, the the chemical romance and, you know, the endorphins are going off. But I think when the dust settles and two years later, uh, when I went back to revisit that long distance relationship, I had to be very true to the difficulties, I think, yeah. of, of that. Yeah, because I, I've never done the long distance thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, like it, it, long distance to me is he lives in Dublin. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And you know, the thing is then I said it as well purposely at Christmas because yes. is there any worse time to feel lonely well, than at Christmas? It. You know, so I think and also people who have families and, and children and partners that are part of that tend to have to spend, and rightfully so, spend time with, with their children. So it was, I was trying to put Lexi into this situation where, yeah, okay, I kind of still am on my own. You know, even mm. though I have this great relationship, but, you know, she had been kind of sitting around waiting for him, you know, to come whenever he could, and they were seeing less and less of each other. And so, again, it's about female empowership. But the, the most important part of, of all of the Lexi books is her friendship with Anne-Marie and nurturing those old friendships. And I think, you know, Anne-Marie did go off and got married and had kids, and it's trying to find that, bring that friendship back together when one is so busy, yes. so, so, so involved with kids and family, and the other person has a lot more time on their hands. You know, and I see it a lot, and it's a very different dynamic, but, you know, the most important relationships in our lives are our female friends. Oh, up. totally, <laughs> totally. And I love that you have this at the centre because, you know, the, the many women that I have in my life, and there's not a huge group, but they're, they're so important to me and they literally know every single thing about me. And the great thing about this is even when we do get caught up in our lives and in our work and in our families, whenever we meet up again, and it could be ages, mm. it's like we've never left each other, if you know yeah, what I mean. You can yeah. just pick up. Yeah. And, you know, and it's so important. And I think, you know, the, the friendships that we kind of form years ago, I mean, they, they're just the bones of us. They know yeah. who we are. Like, no, I mean, it's fantastic to make new friends along the way in life. But I just think those early friendships are, are just deathly important to, to, you know, especially to women. I don't yeah. know why. I just think that we really, we trust in each other so much and we talk so much. And, you know, it's just, I think it's what makes women great is that they share so much. And so I think as, as we get older, it's just trying to protect those friendships and make sure we make time for them. Oh, completely. And that is the key thing. Uh, now, you said it said at Christmas, which we're all gearing up mm-hmm. for. Uh, now, you're a big lover this time of year, aren't you? It's beginning to look like <laughs> I was born on Christmas Day. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you've got a double celebration, Christmas so I, Day and the yeah. birthday. Yeah, I do. Christmas, though. I mean, yeah, it is my favourite time of the year. It's just gorgeous. I love everything about it. So every chapter in this book is a Christmas song, like the fairy tale New York and Do They Know It's Christmas. And, and within that chapter... There's a, there's a poignant part of the song. Do you know what I mean? There's something will resonate with the song within it. But yeah, I just love it. I just think it's a gorgeous time of year. And I think we all kind of just, after the mayhem of the, oh, what's I buy and the shopping and all that, just sit by the fire and, you know, you just get to relax and watch 
TV and, you know, eat chocolate and because that's what everyone else is doing. You know, yeah. it's, just, you know it's, it's kind of like lo- like lockdown was. You're kind of going, oh, everyone's doing the same thing. Oh, it's a shared experience. Yeah, it totally it's such is. a shared experience. And, and just writing about Christmas and, you know, just the, the Grafton Street lights going on or all around, you know, the country, the lights going on. You know, Lexi's just kind of watching it all and thinking how magical it is. And life is magical. And that's the thing, you know, it doesn't, it isn't only magical because you've met the man or you have the babies, you've got the brilliant job or, you know, life is just magical anyway, you know. So it's trying to let her step back and just look at what she has herself and go, God, yeah, you know, this is great, you know. Absolutely. And uh, in terms of, you know, the locations, you have Dublin, as you said, but you've got New York at Christmas time. Now, that's a bucket list of mine. And this is, I no doubt, uh, from chatting to you, no doubt this is described so, so well in the book, the descriptions of New York. Well, it's so funny you say that, Sinead, because so Lexi and Amory, before Amory had the kids, their bucket list, they work in a shopping centre in town and their, um, their bucket list was New York at Christmas time. And they had like, you know, afternoon tea in the Plaza Hotel, yeah. you know, champagne on top of the, uh, on top of the um, <laughs> Empire. Empire State Building, you know, just a um, tavern on the green. So they have all these things to do together. But Amory has got that new mother anxiety that okay. she just can't leave her job. So anyway, Lexi is kind of swept off her feet and, and, and goes to New York, but it's it's not the way she planned it. You know, they, she always thought they'd go together as a French. And I have no spoiler alert. No, no. It's uh, Yeah, it's just a magical place to write at Christmas. You know, they're in Bloomingdale's and it's all the kind of the stuff that had wowed her, you know, Tiffany's and yeah, it's just, it's everything that Christmas should be, New York, I think. Oh, absolutely is. And, uh, you know, now I know you're concentrating on the screen night writing predominantly, but you have to at least round up the novels to 10. So I'm going to throw it out there and say, <laughs> would you write a trilogy now? Would you write the third of Lexi's adventures? <laughs> well, I wouldn't like to leave you uneven, Shalane. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose I'm, I'm also, I'm writing a TV show with another um, Irish writer called Kira Garrity at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, you know, I'm just trying to, it's so hard. The screenplay is so different to the novel because it has to be so, you know, it's 100 pages, that's it. Whereas yeah. a novel is like, you know, 900 or 100,000 words and you just prose and you drag it all out. So, but you never know. I did leave this one at the end with a little, Mm. Oh, okay, I'm liking that. And well, you see, you could marry the two because I have a feeling that Lexi could make her way to the big screen or at least a Netflix sort of series, limited series, I think. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, yeah. I, I, did, I did start to, to do a little bit of um, of putting her down on paper for screen. So, so yeah, we'll see. I just think I just always wanted to write just a really independent woman who was 40 and over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We just don't see enough of it. Oh, we really you don't. Know. And that's why I love the 41 and a quarter is so important in the title of this yeah. book. <laughs> you know, the whole thing about the, the ages as well is because women, you know, when they're hitting, people keep asking her age, you know, yeah. and, and, and oh God, you know, and then they say, oh, she's not children and she's doing 40 or she's 41 and a quarter. That's it. Like she's never, we're just biologically, we're tied to our age so much, you know. So, you know, men just never have to worry about those no. kinds of things and, you know, or, you know, even like physically, you know, man goes grey. Oh, he's a he's a fo- you know he's a fox. You know, he's it's not the same for women and yeah, he's yeah. distinguished. So, you know, just all those. I have two young girls. You know, so I'm just trying to, you know, in our little world, just be just so positive to them that you know women don't have to be what what they you know what they think they're supposed to be. You know, it's, it's who you want to be yourself. And I think Lexi kind of has that strength in her. You know, she's a real. 
she's just a very strong person yeah. and, and knows herself and, you know, had gone out with a douchebag before and just <laughs> thought, oh, yeah, that's it. You know, I yeah. ain't ever doing that again. So, so yeah, she, she was a lovely character. To, she's a lovely character to be around, I think. Yeah, for sure. And it's exactly what we need. It really is at this uh, time of the year. I have really thoroughly enjoyed our chat, Carolyn. Yeah, thank you thank so, you. so much for joining us and the best luck with this. And I'll be watching out for Bride Squad. There's only yes. b- b- big things coming for that as well. I'll, I'll be back on to chat to you when we Absolutely. get there when, the, when production goes. <laughs> Absolutely. And listen, if it does, right, if it does, yeah. uh, maybe I might be an extra there in the background. It's like, that's another bucket list <laughs> thing now for me. It's just, yeah. I could be girl in background, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a deal. Your contract's in the post. <laughs> Thanks so much, Caroline Grace Cassidy there. It's called It's a Wonderful Life for Lexi Byrne, aged 41 and a quarter. It is out now. It's the perfect Christmas gift for yourself or somebody else in all good bookshops now. 11 to 1. Heard a rumour about this next artist this morning. Apparently he's gotten married. Dermot Kennedy, power over me. Yeah, apparently speculation is rife that he has tied the knot with his long-term girlfriend Ashling Finnegan. There you go, apparently. Uh, this is now in the Sunday world uh, today, but they um, apparently, uh, they're very sort of private people. They like things hush-hush and he's been wearing a gold ring. It looks like a wedding ring on a necklace around his neck in the last little while and a friend commenting on this said they haven't heard that they're married, but it wouldn't be a surprise as they're a very private couple and like to keep things hush-hush. So there you go. There you go now. Uh, Speaking of speculations and bombshells and gossip, I've got more for you on the way. Just heard about this right now. Uh, It's to do with I'm a Celebrity, but first, let's do the job search. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Uniblock requires a customer services sales support and credit control person. You can send your CV to bhasset at uniblock.ie. So that's B, then H-A-S-S-E-T-T at uniblock.ie. Tresses and Talents Betty's Town requires a senior stylist to join their multi-award winning team. You can apply to hazelboschel at hotmail.com. So that's hazel and then B-O-S-H-E-L-L at hotmail.com. And Frameform Steel Systems Limited are recruiting staff for their technical and production departments at their new facility in Finnebar Business Park in Dundalk. For details, check their job section on frameform.com. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section, lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. I'm sorry, the computer's, the computer's doing mad things here. Uh, yes, we've just heard this now. Thank you so much. Mina has sent this in to us. Mina, regular listener to the show. She says she, there's a bombshell already from I'm a Celebrity. And it is, of course, that it, Olivia Atwood apparently has quitted it after just 24 hours in the jungle. Uh, she's the Love Island star. And uh, she was voted a VIP by the public and uh, herself and Chris Moyles were VIPs, essentially. But now she uh, has leave left the jungle. Apparently, it's to do with medical uh, issues. So she's undergoing medical checks and the uh, team has advised it's not safe for her to return to camp as there needs to be further investigation. So she's going to be missed on the show already. Already left the jungle. I'm telling you, every year there's always kind of 
mad stuff that happens on the jungle. So there you go, one, one down already. A very important organisation launched its Christmas appeal today. It is Me the Women's Refuge and Support Services. So they have launched their annual Christmas appeal. This is to support its frontline work, of course, with women and children uh, experiencing domestic violence and abuse. So they are asking very much for our help. So how can we do that? Well, you can donate online, first of all, directly to their website. Or uh, if you want, you can give the gift of food. So 50 euro, just 50 quid, will pay for a grocery voucher for a family. There's also the gift of peace. So 100 euro, that's going to fund two counselling sessions for a woman recovering from abuse. Also, the gift of play. 250 provides uh, four sessions of play therapy for a child. And the gift of warmth uh, is uh, also there as well. That keeps, obviously, the lights on, the heat on in the refuge for one week. That's 435 euro. Now, Obviously, people, you know, we know that the people are stretched budget wise, that kind of thing. So whatever you can, whatever you can, they would so, so appreciate that. So you can donate online. We have a link, by the way, on lmfm.ie. You can go there and directly do it or dvservicesmead.ie, dvservicesmead.ie. You get you directly there to the donations. And all of that is so, so greatly appreciated. That is a lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. I'm going to leave you with Cindy Lauper. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Chat to you tomorrow. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 